Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to our 31st episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Sarah Beth Holver, a designer at the incredible studio Oddfellows, working out of their Portland office. Sarah has an incredible body of work and a killer illustrative style. Today on the show, we'll talk about Sarah's work and process at Oddfellows. We'll look back on our time at SCAD and her transition from art school to her first gig at Gentleman Scholar. I'm excited to get into all of this and more on this week's episode of Animalators. All right. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's great to have you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, Zach. So you are a uh, designer at Oddfellows. So let, let's start there. Um, could you tell us a little bit, um, for anyone who's not familiar, tell us about uh, Oddfellows and, and maybe tell us a little bit about um, what you do there. Yeah, um, I actually recently started Oddfellows a couple months ago, um, October 2016. And the company was founded just a couple years ago um, by partners Chris Kelly, uh, Colin Trenter, and TJ Kearney. I think that's how you say his name. I actually haven't said his <laughs> name out loud very often. Um, and they founded it in San Francisco, and they recently just opened up a Portland office. Um, but we mainly do a lot of uh, 2D animation um, commercials for, like, Twitter and Nest. And I think we're just expanding our options, so just lots of cool 2D stuff right now. Yeah, that the, the stuff you guys did for Cartoon Network, too, pretty recently was super rad as well um but yeah you guys oh, yeah. Are, are working with some i mean just some of the biggest people out there um which is amazing and but i also understand you um you spent some time at, at gentleman scholar as well um which is another um amazing studio um and we'll we'll kind of get to that in a bit but um yeah let's let's kind of dive into like what does your kind of day look like at, at oddfills Sure. Um, it's actually pretty awesome. I really like working at Oddfellows. Um, it's, it kind of just feels like one big family. Uh, it's really intimate and um, small. So I actually, I work in the Portland office and I haven't had the chance or opportunity to work much with uh, the folks down in San Francisco, but we have like this live stream running between our offices a lot of the time. Oh, nice. So like yeah, just so like, a, like a Google hangout or, or what is, what is, what kind of live stream? Yeah, I think it's a Google Hangout. Um, yeah, because we use Hangouts for a lot of our like conference calls and stuff. So yeah, yeah, we just have a computer like set up in the corner, um, and we can wave to each other. <laughs> that's a, that's such a great idea. I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. So like with that live stream, like how many people are in Portland and how many are in San Francisco? Yeah, so there's actually about eight of us in Portland, and there's four in San Francisco. I think that's right. Um, so, yeah, like back to your, I don't know, kind of like daily process. Do you guys, do you spend a lot of time working on like boards for videos or do you spend a lot of time uh, working on pitches? Do you guys do a lot of pitches? Uh, no, we actually don't do that many, which is kind of cool. We've done a couple since I've been there. Um, so it's not like we don't do any. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a lot of repeat clients and people hear about us through the grapevine or from our website. So, uh we get a lot of cool projects that way, um, but I haven't actually had to work on too many projects at once, which has been really nice. Yeah. Um, so when we were, especially like when we were working on our Yule log this year, uh, Naughty Logs, <laughs> that was which cool. Which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a super fun project. Actually, um, Kayvon, who's one of the animators, came up with the idea for it, uh, yeah. and we were all just cracking up. Um, but yeah, it anybody, was cool. Anybody who hasn't seen it, go go check it out. I think it's was it on your Vimeo? Is it on Oddfell's Vimeo? Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. On the Vimeo. <laughs> so pause this real quick. Go watch it. Laugh a bit, and then come back. But yeah, yeah. it was really fun actually because we finished up a project, and uh, Chris and Colin, who are the creative directors, they were just like, "All right, guys, we're gonna dive right into this, and everybody's gonna work on it um, full speed," which was really cool. Uh, we kind of. I think we were working on it like the month before it was due, which was, um, it made it awesome because we had all this drive to finish it. <laughs> um, but I got to design the whole thing by myself, which was really cool. And I, oh, wow. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, and <laughs> they were, they seemed to like really like the first thing I did. So I kind of just ran with it. Yeah. Um, and I got to devote my whole attention to it for like a week 
it was it was really nice how they kind of cleared up the schedule for it. So do you, like, when, when a new project comes in, are you kind of, like, working on, um, are, you, are you doing a lot in the pre-production process? I am. Um, actually, it's cool because because Oddvals is so small, it seems like most people are in on the pre-production. Like, they, especially lately, we've been trying to bring in an animator, too, in the beginning just to make sure that what we're doing isn't too ambitious. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not an art director or anything, so I, I'm not, like, in control of like calls or what exactly is happening, but it's really awesome to feel valued and to be in on those like first calls and first concepting yeah. phases. Um, and they really trust your opinion and all of your ideas. And it kind of just feels like a little family talking about the next thing they want to do. Wow, that's super cool. So like, are you maybe like heading up in an, an entire project? Like, are you in, in charge of like setting, setting looks for videos? I guess that's more, more of an art director role, but I mean, with how small you guys are, it's, it's, right. um, I don't know. It's kind of every, anything go goes sometimes I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say they wouldn't trust me, I guess, to work on something alone. Um, but we definitely all kind of collaborate together on stuff, which is cool. Like there's, it's nice that we set aside time to like focus on uh, only one or two projects at a time. So everyone's yeah. kind of involved. Uh, I mean, for Naughty Logs, it was cool because I, uh, I got to kind of lead the design on that because, uh, the only other person who's really designing full time is Jay Quersha. Um, and he was working on, and he's an art director too, but, uh, he was working on another client project at the time. So I kind of got to take reins on Naughty Logs. And I mean, I haven't been here for, uh, that long yet so i don't know exactly what the future holds um yeah but as of right now uh the couple projects i've been on it's been nice to i'm involved uh i'm not like completely taking control of a project but um so far right now i've kind of just been in design phase and then helping out the animators like creating any extra assets they need uh when they're animating if i haven't completely designed out like a full turnaround of a character or whatever, um, I can still get in during the animation phase, but mainly I kind of drop off at the design phase. So like just looking at your, your website and, and your Instagram and all that, like, I feel like you have, I don't know, would you, would you say that you have like a, a particularly like defined style? Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff I do on social media and on my own, I, I think I have a fairly distinct style. I don't know. It's hard to tell when it's myself. <laughs> um, like, are you like, are you like aware of that? Like, are you thinking like, okay, like this doesn't fit with like me or, or are you just kind of just doing whatever you think looks good? Uh, I think a little bit of both. I'm, I think I, especially for Instagram, um, if I'm just doing a little quick doodle or something, I kind of want it to feel in line with everything. I really like having a curated feed. Like I like being able to look at my Instagram and <laughs> look at it and say, oh, that's Sarah's work. Um, yeah. But I also really like trying new things. Um, I've I've tried some hand-drawn typography stuff, and I, I don't put it on my Instagram, but I have some photography, and I like exploring new mediums. I think doing the same thing all the time gets a little uh, boring for me. I'm, I'm not like – I wouldn't say I'm ADD, but I like changing things up quite a bit, uh, so – what kind are you of doing expanding with, yeah, that's awesome. What, what are you doing with photography? Um, I actually haven't done too much of it lately. Uh, it was something I was really into in high school, and I actually thought I was going to be a photographer someday, but then I realized that's everyone's a photographer. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I think it really helps with composition and kind of learning how to lay things out. So it was it was a cool introduction to me for graphic design and motion media and all that stuff. Is that kind of how you got started in the kind of the creative field? Was was photography kind of like your introduction to maybe like thinking like, oh, like maybe I want to you know, make stuff for a living? I think it was the thing that encouraged me to go into the creative field professionally. Um, but I did start a lot of art and design and like web design stuff when I was younger, uh, when I was probably, I think it started all like when I was elementary school or even earlier. Oh, wow. I just loved drawing and yeah. Um, no, that's great. So, so where did you grow up? Uh, I actually grew up 
in Saudi Arabia. I moved there when I turned six. Okay, um, wow. So I was in Chicago before that, but I don't really remember that because obviously I was below the age of six. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad got a job there, and we packed up and moved. I have two younger sisters, so we all we all went there. Um, and it was it was a cool place to live. I, I guess I didn't really know any other type of life, so it felt really normal to me. Yeah. But the compound was really conducive. Well, it was. It was conducive to a safe environment for kids to run around and play, but it was also pretty small. So I ended up kind of staying on the computer a lot um, and making little websites and playing video <laughs> games and stuff like that. So that was fun. So how, how long did you live in Saudi Arabia? I lived there myself, technically, from the age of 6 to 14, and then I went to boarding school in Ohio, um, but my parents still live in Saudi Arabia, so I can still go back oh, wow. and visit and stuff, which is do nice. You do, that, do you do that pretty often? I haven't in a while since I finished college, because now I have to pay for that myself, <laughs> and I don't really want to pay, <laughs> yeah. you know, $2,000 to fly home, so. That seems, yeah, <laughs> that seems tough. Yeah, it's hard, but I think I, I think I want to go back for Christmas like one more time because my parents are retiring in a couple years, so I want to oh, okay. make sure that I see my childhood home one more time. Oh wow, yeah. Do you, so do you feel like that? Um, I don't know because like you you grew up somewhere that that is obviously not here and has a very different culture than here. Like, do you feel like that? I don't know. Like, I think our our kind of creative selves are a product of kind of our entire story and and. Um, kind of the sum of our influences. Do you feel like that influences your work in any way? Yeah, I, I definitely think it has made me totally different than I would be if I just was, if I just grew up in Chicago. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if necessarily the culture uh, itself of Saudi Arabia influenced me, but I was surrounded by so many other expatriates, um, like other yeah. kids from other countries. So I'm really I think I'm really like tolerant and open and like <laughs> loving of everyone. Um, but also I kind of moved around a lot. So we'd, whenever I lived in Saudi, we'd always go back to the U S for the summer. So I didn't have any summer time with my friends. Uh, and then I went to boarding school and then from boarding school, I'd go back to Saudi and I was just co constantly traveling. And I think it kind of made me, in maybe in a good way, wanting to move around a lot and change uh, up my art. I don't know if that completely yeah. relates now, but I always <laughs> want to try new things and I get kind of bored if I do the same thing all the time. So, I mean, boarding school in, in Ohio and then I, I understand that you went to SCAD. So how did, how did that kind of transition happen? How did you know that you wanted to go to SCAD and like kind of what did you, what was your mindset kind of coming into school? Um, well, I, I didn't really know when I first started high school, at least that I wanted to do art. I, I kind of didn't think about it at all. I was just like, I was such a perfectionist, so my head was always down in the books, and I was like trying to do well at math when I just wasn't good at math. Um, and I think it was finally the end of my junior year where I decided I was like, oh, I don't have to do math in the real world. I can choose something else. <laughs> so um, that's when my passion for photography kind of picked up, and I decided I wanted to look at a couple art schools. So. I looked at, I think I looked at RISD and then I looked at some other, like some liberal art schools. And when I went to SCAD, it was just such a beautiful city and it was really inspiring. And all the professors that I met were really cool. So I think that's kind of what drew me there. Uh, and it ended up being a really good choice. Yeah. So did you go into school thinking like maybe photography was, was the way you wanted to go? I actually kind of picked up some like Photoshop and uh, graphic design stuff my last year of high school, just kind of like every art kid does, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, and then I decided to major in graphic design because I thought that graphic design was like editing photos in Photoshop and <laughs> putting type next to it. Uh, but I didn't know anything about, you know, like kerning and packaging and creating things in Illustrator with vector beziers and stuff like that. So... <laughs> So once I kind of got into graphic design, I was like, this is too technical for me. There's too much math. <laughs> and um, I kind of found out about motion media through this weird high school thing. I volunteered to 
teached, or I wasn't teaching, I was like a counselor during the summer at SCAD for high school kids who wanted to check out the school. Oh, yeah. And there was this event called SCAD 311 where all the students, or it was 411, I can't remember, where all the students got to walk around and talk to different professors from different majors. And I was kind of just overseeing the students. But there was this guy at the motion media table who looked super lonely because no one knew what it was. So (laughs) nobody went to the table. I know, it was really sad. But he was actually the chair of the department. Um, uh, And I kind of walked over and was like, oh, what's this? And then I realized there was all this cool like stop motion on the screen. And there was this mashing of graphic design with photography. And then also this like some CG stuff and... Just, it seemed like it had no parameters. You could kind of put what you wanted in the video and make it your own. There weren't any measurements to be made or, uh, I don't know. It just seemed very freeing. So I, I switched my major that day, actually. Oh, wow. Just like that. Just yeah. stumbled upon the, the lonely uh, department head and you're just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His his name's actually John Collette. Uh, okay. He's really cool. Um, <laughs> I actually ended up becoming kind of friends with him and he was he helped me through the process but yeah it was kind of weird I think it was like one of the only decisions I've ever made in my life that I was like I know this is exactly what I want to do um but that's so I think that's probably the only time I've ever said that to myself so (laughs) it's not saying much did at that moment you realize how much math might be actually in animation and motion media (laughs) No, I didn't, um, which is probably why I'm still mostly designing okay. <laughs> instead of animating. Um, but it, it didn't scare me as much, I guess, because there was so much variety, so I didn't necessarily have to, you know, script things or code them um, if yeah. I didn't want to, at least in the beginning. I don't think I realized that there was so much in After Effects. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I mean, and you could totally get by with out scripting and, and all of that kind of crazy coding stuff, um, which yeah. is nice. But so did you experiment a lot with um, like stop motion and stuff? I know that you said, uh, well, I guess let's first get to get to gentleman scholar. Cause you were there for, for a couple years and I think you did a little bit of, of that there as well. Um, so kind of coming out of SCAD, did you like kind of know like where you maybe might want to end up? I, don't know how gentleman scholar found me <laughs> um but when i was in my senior year i was kind of freaking out because at scad because i was like oh my god i'm not gonna get a job this is terrible because i'm such a worry wart. i just freak out about everything um but somehow they got my email or and they emailed me and were like hey we want to talk to you on the phone and at first i was like no i don't want to go to la i don't think it sounds cool at all and i just kind of like I, I called them because I was interested in the company, but I think I was a little nervous to move to such a big city. Um, but after talking to them, I, I got a lot more interested and I ended up um, going to LA to interview with them and knew exactly that right away that I wanted to be there just because they had so many cool projects going on. I think they were working on um, motion poems when I went there, which was that really crazy, like, it looks painted kind of um it's it's 3d but then they painted over it in photoshop with some kind of brush that just made it look awesome and cell animated (laughs) um so i kind of freaked out when i saw that i was like this is exactly what i want to do and i took the job um unfortunately uh i had actually been dating tyler morgan by that point and he didn't really want to go to LA, so I kind of gypped him there, and we both ended up moving there. Um, <laughs> it was nice of him to follow you, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so his story is kind of cool because he was industrial design major at SCAD, and then his senior year when we started dating, he he kind of found out about my major, and then um, he took like one class in it, and he was pretty good at it, animation, just naturally. And then when we moved to LA, he just started being an animator and it was kind of crazy yeah that is crazy so moving to la i like to tell him that it was you know a good move you know he learned (laughs) animation (laughs) yeah no without that move i mean yeah you changed his career oh i wouldn't say it was all me but he (laughs) definitely had a little push (laughs) yeah Yeah. um Uh, he yeah he's super talented but um 
he ended up working at Royale a little bit and stuff while we were oh, there. Wow. So, or a lot. Very cool. Actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gentleman Scholar was a really cool environment to like learn. It was kind of like boot camp, honestly. When I first got there, they kind of threw me right into some projects and I didn't win like any of the first pitches I was on, but it helped me learn a lot. I actually really didn't know how to illustrate like at all before I went to GS. Um, really? I mean, yeah. I would- because I feel like that, I like I would describe your style as like extremely illustrative. So that's that's so interesting. So you came out of school like not really um, illustrating very much, right? Well, I actually I did do a lot of like I did drawing classes and I drew when I was little, but I don't think I was ever like you know I was never like a prodigy or anything, yeah. and I'm not a prodigy. But um, it was cool because a lot of the pitches they were doing were illustrative and when we first started doing it I was like I have no idea how to draw a character um I have no idea to draw how to draw perspective correctly um but it, <laughs> it kind of just ended up being over time I just drew things over and over and over and that's really how it happens you know practice really helps improve your skills and I kind of decided I wanted to illustrate when I thought the styles were really cool. So I just kept going with it and got there. I definitely needed pushes from my peers and from my bosses, but it was a really cool experience. Yeah, that's very cool. So, I mean, was there, it was a kind of a lot of on, on the job learning or were you kind of pursuing this stuff in your own time as well? A lot of it was on the job, honestly, because um, there were so, so many pitches at Gentleman Scholar, which was cool because yeah. each of them was like a little test of, a different thing you could do. So I would be doing stuff like comping cars into garages, or <laughs> I would be um, drawing a character and like his house or so. I know that's a really lame example. <laughs> um, but a lot of like photo comping too, which I learned a lot about. Um, oh, and nice. there were some really cool freelancers there, like matte painters and um, photo compers that I learned a lot from. I learned a lot about light and perspective from them. Um, like Paul Kim and James Levy. I don't know if you know who they are, but they taught me a lot. They were like always in the office mm. pitching. So, Very cool. um, yeah, it was a cool experience because I got to try so many different things. And I also got to do, um, I got to help out on some shoots, which was really cool. Um, oh, and nice. like, like full live action shoots. Yeah. And when I actually started, um, I think, uh, Will Campbell, one of the bosses there, he said one of the reasons they liked my stuff originally from school was because I had like a photographic eye and that I could maybe help out on their um, shoots and stuff. So that was actually one of the big things I did there was kind of uh, help. I I ended up kind of towards the end art directing some stop motion shoots, which was cool. Oh, wow. That's Um, very cool. Yeah. I didn't stop motion animate a lot of stuff myself, but um, on the United Healthcare job I did there, I got to go to this really cool stop motion studio called Open the Portal. And they're all professional stop motion artists and I felt way out of my league, but I learned a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second as far as just like feeling way out of your league. I mean, because yeah. I feel like that is like definitely part of the path to growing and like, you know, part of the path of trying new things, which hopefully like we're all consistently doing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so like I don't I don't know like even coming into Gentleman Scholar and like being kind of thrown into all these things that maybe you didn't feel like you were great at or like going to direct a bunch of people who who maybe know way more than you do. Like how do you kind of overcome that um yeah, that kind of I guess fear? Yeah, that was actually a huge part of my journey there. It was really scary because when I first started, I felt kind of just like a cog in the machine and there and it's not really like that there. Um, but I guess I just was very quiet and I was just trying to suck in a lot of information and I didn't really step up and learn how to art direct or anything until like I'd been there for over a year. Um, that was actually something that I struggled with for a while, my confidence, um, and like just being bold, I guess. And yeah. My bosses actually really helped me with that because I think it was my first year review. I, I was also feeling kind of homesick. I didn't really like love LA and um, I was just having a rough time. So after my first year review, my bosses kind of were telling me, 
that they wanted to see me step it up a little bit and they were hoping that um, I could improve my confidence because I hadn't been very um, in it lately. Like I, I think at that time I was kind of leaving right on time, not ever, I mean, obviously you can leave on time whenever you want, but um, <laughs> but I just like wasn't putting in like that extra effort. Like sometimes I would take longer lunches and stuff like that. So I just wasn't um, as devoted as I was originally. And then hearing my bosses say that, and they were very like constructive and helpful about all of it. Um, it kind of gave me this choice of like, do I want to leave Los Angeles and just go do something back in Ohio? Or do I want to step it up and push and become like an art director someday? So um, it kind of really helped me. I really, I like trying to prove people wrong. So (laughs) um, I think that really helped motivate me forward. And I really have my bosses at Gentleman's Scholar to thank for that. Um, But that being said, I, I started reading up on a lot of um, stuff about negotiating skills and listening to podcasts like this one and, you know, some tips and talking to people who were art directors already. And that really helped um, me and just kind of learning how to not use weak language and stuff mm. like that. So, yeah, it was a process, but yeah. uh, I learned a lot and then uh, eventually towards the end became confident enough to work with people who were way better than I was and just kind of let them do their thing, but also help art direct them at the same time. It was, it was really awesome. Would you say that you classify yourself as an introvert? Um, actually not really. I, no. I feel like I probably was a gentleman scholar a little bit cause I just yeah. felt out. Of, I like, I felt out of my league. Like we were saying, mm, yeah. um, I was the newest, staff member. I didn't really understand why I was there. It was like, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe a little of the think, uh, like imposter syndrome type thing where, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't belong here, even though yeah. everyone else is like, you're great. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone was super kind and encouraging, but I was like, I'm not good enough. I need to be better. Um, that's just how I am. Like perfectionist. I always want to be the best at everything, but it was a cool uh, experience. Cause it kind of taught me that you really don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to do everything mm. yourself. You can yeah. work with other people who are better than you um, to do the things that you're lacking and uh, just build a awesome team that can create something really special. And it doesn't have to be just you doing it all yourself, um, which is kind of how I felt in high school. I was like, I need to do everything myself. So how did you kind of make that transition to, to Oddfellas now where you're at? Um, so Tyler and I just, we didn't really like LA that much. Uh, I loved where I worked and he was loving where he was working at Royale. Um, but we just were not really interested in staying in a big city forever. And, um, we ended up getting engaged, which is awesome. Um, in July and we were kind of thinking about all of it. And I was just like, I don't really want to have to purchase a $3 million house in LA. And like, I don't really want to live that life. Um, so we ended up talking to odd fellows a little bit. Um, and it happened. I don't know. It just, it was kind of a whirlwind. We, um, both got hired by odd fellows. Um, they were needing to expand their team a little bit. And I think they needed both a designer and an animator, which was a great fit for us. And, um, odd fellows is actually really cool. There's three, uh, couples now at the company. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I actually didn't really think about that much until I was talking to people about it over Christmas recently. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's two other couples. Um, So Chris Kelly and his wife, Erica Kelly, Erica's um, producer and Chris Kelly's creative director. And then um, Colin Trenter is creative director and his wife, Jen, is a producer. Wow. So, yeah. True True family business. (laughs) Yeah. And that's crazy because there's only like, what, like 12 of us or something. And that's six of us. are. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, but it's cool. It feels like a big family. Um, But yeah, the transition was exciting because we really wanted to leave uh, L.A. Even L.A. is a great place to learn. And like, if I didn't go to L.A., I would know nothing about this industry. Like, I Mm. really felt like I needed to be there. Yeah. And I learned so much of Gentleman Scholar. Um, but it was cool to kind of just make a step into another company where I felt like I had, I had leveled up enough to make it to the next 
level of like being one of two designers at a company and yeah. feeling confident enough to like make that move, I guess. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's interesting. I think it's, it's a, almost even a little bit backwards in, in like the traditional sense. And I'm, and I'm wondering if that's kind of where everything in general is heading, but, but you, but also odd fellows in general, like moving away from California rather than like, Oh, like I've built up enough skills now I'm moving out to LA. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've had a few friends that have like left Nashville to, to go to LA to, um, kind of pursue the opportunities that are out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's something that like, I mean, we've thought about and talked about and obviously haven't done. We're still here in Nashville, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation and I think it's, and I'm, and I'm wondering if it signifies maybe a shift in the overall industry. Um, who knows? Yeah, totally. Um, this is actually something I've been talking a lot about with like Tyler and our coworkers. It's, I, I, I wouldn't say I like leveled up company wise or whatever. Um, but oh, sure. yeah, just, yeah, yeah just, I, I guess as an individual, I don't know, it'd probably be really great for a company to move to LA to have all the resources. So like in that sense, it's probably, um, great to move to LA. Uh, but for me, I just felt like I needed to be in a big city to have a good job for whatever reason. I guess that's just how I felt because all of my peers at SCAD were moving to New York and it's kind of cool to have the ability to feel confident enough that I could go somewhere and freelance remotely or um, work at a company where there's like not another company to work at, if that makes any sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, that's always scary because if I moved to LA and I got a job there and then for some reason that job didn't work out, I could just like try somewhere else. But um, yeah. in Portland, it's cool because... I feel like I'm truly a part of um, the company I'm at. But then also if I, I'm not saying anything were to ever happen, but it would be cool because I could still like I'd feel confident enough to freelance remotely mm -hmm. if I really needed to. And if I yeah. had just done that right out of school, I don't think I would have had enough confidence. So, yeah, no, and I love that. And I love I love like the different things that they they have set up, like with the live stream to San Francisco and stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, like we have a, um, like very recently one of our full-time employees moved to Chicago. Um, and like, we were like, well, let's, let's try it. Like his, um, significant other was, was out there and, and, um, that's where he wanted to be. And we wanted to support that. And I don't know, like it was tough at first, but like now we're, now we're like getting used to it. And I'm, I'm just, and it's so cool to see like that kind of remote thing working. And, and yeah. I, I just love seeing that. So it totally worked. That's so cool to hear. I didn't know that um, you guys had an appointment in Chicago. Maybe he yeah. can get you some Chicago jobs. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Max, if you're listening, go out there, hustle, get some jobs, man. Just go no, find just some kidding. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool these days with um, technology, just like having Slack or Google oh, yeah. Hangouts or whatever. Slack? Yeah, we do. Um, and we didn't use that when I was at GS, and I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to it. But it's, it's really, it's a really cool platform. I like being able to send screenshots to people and oh yeah, all that. So no, it's great. And then like, and and especially with having remote people, but just like communicating, like, and then um, I don't know if you guys use out. We're getting like real down into it, tools wise. But we started using uh, Video Copilot's new tool, FX Console. Have you used that at all? I haven't used that. What is that? Okay, so like, it's. There's a bunch of nice features about it, but one of the things you just like, you can consistently take screenshots of the things you're working on in After Effects, although I guess you maybe don't use After Effects that much. So this is. Oh, I, I use it some. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say probably mostly in Photoshop. But then, like, you can copy images directly from within After Effects, like, and then paste them into Slack. And it's like blown yeah. my mind. You don't have to render out any images. You don't have to take, like, uh, Command Shift 4 screenshots or whatever. It's, it's so great. Honestly, I bet you Jordan Scott has that already. Really? I feel like he has every plugin known to man. He's just like, oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's I got that. Um, <laughs> oh, what is the the F, FT toolbar or whatever? I'm like totally. Yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't, I yeah, don't but keep every up time with this stuff as much as I should, but yeah, he's he's actually animating at Oddfellows, and like every time something new comes out, he like is talking to the whole office about it or posting <laughs> it in Slack or it's really cool though. I feel like I'm keeping up on the times with oh, him yeah. around. <laughs> Even just following him on Twitter, Jordan, you yeah. keep us all informed. So thank you. Yeah. Actually um, there's this really cool tool he told me about. It's not related to After Effects, but it's like, um, Oh God, I can't remember what it's called cause it's only on my work computer, but he has this thing set up where, um, it'll notify you if someone has updated their website. <laughs> 
Oh. And so, like, he cool. has, like, all the designers and animators that he likes. Um, He's spying on us all. Yeah. And um, it will, like, he has it set up so it'll check, like, every hour or every minute or something ridiculous. Oh, and wow. I'll be like, I'll, like, just change, like, a word on my website. And he'll be like, Sarah, you changed something. <laughs> and I'll be like, ah, I can't do this anymore. You're, um, giving, you're giving away the secrets of how he does ice cream hater. Oh my gosh. That, that must be it. Should I not have said anything? I don't no, know. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, he can deal with it. Um, but no, I think, yeah, he's also just always on Vimeo. Like he starts, he says he like starts his day, like, or actually, no, he spends his lunch just looking at Vimeo, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, it keeps you fresh. All the new yeah. ideas. Yeah. It's great. He knows everything. So I, I've, I don't know, just following you on Twitter and, and Instagram, like I know that you've been trying to do more, more animation as a light. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, it's cool. Cause I, I did study it in school. Like I, I yeah. actually didn't know when I was in school that you could be a designer or an animator for some <laughs> reason. I had this idea that I had to do both. Um, <laughs> so when I got into the industry, I was like, why am I not using after effects? This is so weird. Um, so I got kind of rusty on it for a little bit just because I, I really like design and pursuing like Photoshop and all that. Um, but now I'm kind of wanting to get back into it. Uh, Tyler and I are actually doing a project for Dan Stevers or with Dan Stevers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's no really cool. We had uh, been Phil, on it for Phil a Borst time. back on the day and he, he worked with, he did all the, he does like tons of stuff with Dan Stevers. So yeah, yeah he's pretty that's amazing. crazy. <laughs> he is. So sorry, I cut um, you off. Keep going. No, no, you're totally fine. Um, we actually started this project like literally a year ago. I think we started in January 1st or something. And it's just a really long uh, project. It's probably two and a half minutes animation. Oh, wow. And we just haven't had much time to consistently work on it. But I really am trying to clean up my animation skills so I can contribute because I feel like Tyler's pulling a lot of the weight on the animation <laughs> and I really want to help. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've been trying, I've been playing with that a lot more and it's cool because I have a, an animator for your fiance, so I can just like yell at him and ask him questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot and I think I'm actually getting back in the hang of it. Like I used to be nice. scared to open it and I would be like, oh, I'm just going to sit here for hours struggling. I, I don't remember where all the tools are, but I think I'm getting back to it and I'm trying a little character rigging, which is terrifying. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> are you using anything fun? Like uh, rig wise? I honestly can't even remember the name of it, but someone installed <laughs> it on my computer. <laughs> like Duic or uh, joystick oh. and sliders or, or I think I've I've touched Duic a little bit. Um and then also I've been doing some um cell animation character stuff too and Anodesin yeah. and Photoshop. Okay, I was going to say, uh, yeah. if you were, I was going to ask if you were getting into any Photoshop animation too, because it seems like, I mean, that's where like a lot of your like probably like quickest skills are is in Photoshop. And we've been kind of experimenting with it as well. And I was curious if you've uh, dove into it at all. Yeah, I'd say Photoshop is definitely more my kingdom. Um, I've mastered it a little bit. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a master, uh, but it helps a lot to animate in there because I, I feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel more comfortable with the tools. It's cool to be able to have texture in your brushes when you're animating. Um, so yeah, I've played a little bit with Anim Dessin and then um, it's actually really hard to install in the new CC. So I was playing a little bit with another one. Um, I can't really remember what it's called. I'll, I'll have to give you the link after this. But Yeah, please do. I'm very interested. Um, yeah. Because we've been doing a lot more of that um, oh, cool. very recently. So uh, we're always looking for like new... Man, doing like texture frame by frame is stinking hard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing a lot of that, like, or especially like backgrounds or uh, animated cell textures to like mat onto different characters in like in Naughty Logs and stuff. I did a little bit of some animation there for the background, moving okay. background. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually animating like a character that's textured sounds really hard. <laughs> <laughs> even just animating in Photoshop and just like painting every single frame. Like it is, yeah, it's like a whole new world. It's a whole new, I mean like a lot of the concepts are the same, but it's, it's, you have to think about animation in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, uh, do you know who Josh Parker is? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so he's basically a beast at animation. Um, and he is sen- a senior animator at Oddfellows. Yep. And it's crazy because he mostly does Flash um, animation. And oh, wow. I guess sometimes Photoshop, mostly Flash. And he knows After Effects well, too. But he just, like cranks it out it's crazy he i think he did a ton of the animation in uh the cartoon network spots yeah those things and are insane so yeah good. he just like knows how to do it like he does all the keyframes and then he goes and fills them in and fills in the in-betweens and stuff and he like will do like five tests a day of for like a three second long animation thing and wow. I'm like oh my god how did you knock those out but yeah he's yeah he's just really talented and it's cool to be around people like that where I can learn from them. So, so let's jump back a little bit as far as like, I mean, I mean, you did go to art school and I feel like, I don't know, I should, maybe should do like stats on people we've had on animal, <laughs> but I feel like it's like a good, a good like split between like, you know, no, like I went to school for architecture or something that's completely like kind of nothing to do with all this. And then, and then a lot of people who did go to art school or RIS, like SCAD or RISD or mm-hmm. um, VFS or, or something like that. Um, yeah. So like kind of looking back on it, I mean, you are, I mean, what, I think like three-ish, three, four years out of school now. Yeah. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about like art school? Would you do it again? Maybe do you have any advice for someone thinking about art school or maybe currently in art school? Sorry, that's like five questions in one. I need to really. No, it's totally fine. Reel this um, back. But. <laughs> no, I love talking to students and I, obviously I was basically just a student myself, but I think that's what makes it fun. Um, cause when I was a student, it didn't seem like, I mean, obviously there were role models out there, but nobody I could really relate to that I knew super well, or it was hard for me to reach out to people cause I was nervous. Um, but to art school students, I guess I would say just get involved in the industry, like reach out to people. Um, and especially our industry is really cool because everyone's really humble and, Actually, everyone I know at work who gets emails from students, they say they try to respond to all of them. So um, it's really, really cool way to kind of get your foot in the door and then also just learn from some people who have a little more experience. Um, but I personally just I'm just really excited for anybody who goes to art school because it was probably the, one of the best four years of my life. And not that my life is super long, <laughs> um, <laughs> but as of right now, like. I am so grateful for SCAD and my school was so helpful um, for learning about my industry and actually getting involved in the club that I was in. Um, it's called Momi Love, uh, but that stands for Motion Media, M-O-M-E for Motion Media, um, and then Love just because we love it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but that being in that club was really cool because it got us some connections to the industry and then we got to collaborate with other students on projects outside of class and yeah, just getting involved and helping out. I guess, I don't know. That's, yeah. I don't no, know if that's, no, that's great, great advice, but it really helped me. Like it really helped build my confidence enough to like have an interview with like PSYOP or something. I actually didn't have an interview with PSYOP, so I just made that up. <laughs> but um <laughs> Um, my school had this really cool, the really cool club called Momi Love. And then, um, they had this student run motion media, like job fair almost, which was really cool, um, called co-motion and all the students got to like have some work submitted and they had like a showcase and they did titles for it. And then they invited, um, companies like, like PSYOP and Gentleman Scholar and, um, I think like left channels in Ohio and I think, uh, five stone, um, oh. went there. Hey, yeah. Nashville representing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So there's just, it was cool. It was like a access to the industry and like all the industry people got to see our work and it was just a really cool thing to be a part of. And yeah. If anybody goes to SCAD and is in motion media and is not in Mommy Love, you need to get in on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, when it sounds like what you're saying, I mean, is like, I, I don't know. I, maybe this is me reading into it because this is how, like, I felt about kind of my education is like, you know, you, you definitely need to, like, put into it. Like, you have to, like, if you don't make it something, it's not going to be something. Um, and it sounds like you did that and you got involved in the right things, which is great. Definitely. There was there are actually a lot of people when I was there who were in the major and were just kind of cruising through. They got they probably got A's in their classes, but they like weren't involved enough and they didn't know anything about the industry and then they ended up, you know, not 
working in the industry at all or like totally working maybe like becoming a restaurant manager or something and not that's not bad but like that goes to show you put something in and then you get out um what you put in so and yeah Restaurant managing is not bad. I'm just saying <laughs> that's not what you went to school for. Huge burn to the for. restaurant managers. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pay for a SCAD education, I would hope you, you that you don't would go want to that. Yeah, <laughs> become yeah, an yeah. artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you've you've got this this project with Dan Stevers on the side. Do you ever like set aside time for yourself to do like personal projects? Because I know um, maybe before we start a little bit, I know you were maybe trying to get into um, some fun kind of typography stuff and maybe m- mess with some mixed mo- mixed media like stop motion stuff like yeah do you have any like kind of personal projects that are kind of running outside of your kind of full-time gig at Oddfellows oh yeah I mean I always try to do like little posts on Instagram and stuff I really really like doing tactile stuff I actually lately have realized that I have no hobbies anymore because my hobbies (laughs) used to be art and now I just do that all the time um yeah, how so do you feel wanna... about that? Do you, do you feel like you need a break from it all or do you just love it all? I mean, it's I love it. It's just weird that I, I just sat down one day and I was like, I'm just watching TV and like eating food and then doing work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I obviously I used to exercise a lot, like run and stuff. Um, I've had an injury, so I haven't been able to do it as oh, much. No. So I'm kind of just like sitting around and I'm like, what do I do? Um, so I really want to get back into some tactile art stuff because I don't really do that at work. I'm mostly on the screen. Yeah. So I would love to do a little bit more stop motion. Um, I used to do uh, like tactile type. So kind of creating typography out of objects or paper or just anything, any medium, just playing with something else that's not on the screen would, hmm. would be really cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the, the Dan Seavers project. Cause that seems like it's, I mean, it's been a while you guys have been working on it for a while. So it seems like a, uh, definitely like a, a project of passion, I guess. Right. Totally. It's, it's a really awesome project. Cause he came to us. I don't really know how he found our work. I guess we just were on Twitter or something and he, he saw us, but he emailed yeah. Tyler and I and was like, Hey guys, I have this really cool, like, poem that um i recorded with this artist uh, a spoken word artist i'm totally blanking on his name right now but then um he he had actually put like a, a sound track to it too so he gave us the concept and gave us the soundtrack and the um voiceover and it was so tempting we had to start it because it was oh, wow. just like all in front of you you know when you yeah. like you have a song and you have the words and you're just listening and you're so inspired. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I have, there's already this already laid out for me. Um, and we kind of took it and I'm not going to say anything about it really concept wise, but it was a really neat way to start a project. Like honestly would say that would be one of my dream projects is someone to come to me and say like, here, I have some audio, I have a script. Um, that's really like, kind of vague and open you just do whatever you want for it you know and yeah. then uh i'll look at it and like make sure it's appropriate for the concept but you can kind of run with it and that's what we've been doing it's been hard because uh we have jobs and we moved and everything but it's been he's been really flexible and lenient about the time of everything and we're really excited to share it with everyone we still have a lot to do but um it is going well so far yeah (laughs) it's been a year but (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so what is um let's i don't know let's look towards the the future a little bit i mean like so i guess uh, more immediately um maybe like what are you what are you focusing on right now like where are you um kind of trying to grow uh the most currently well, uh, probably um, with patience. <laughs> I need oh, some patience. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there are some s- serious things. Like, obviously, we talked about my improving my animation skills. Sure. Um, but one thing that I really want to focus on, and this isn't really skill-wise, but um, kind of just ha- s- knowing how to say no. Because hmm. um, one thing that I really struggle with in my work-life balance or whatever you want to call it is um, just... I get these, sometimes I'll get like project offers, um, and they sound so cool and I can't say no. And then I end up having like five projects in the side <laughs> and then I'm so stressed and, uh, yeah. 
I, I don't have a moment to even be bored, um, which is nice, but I think personally I need some me time. So yeah. it's, it's been a, a good exercise, um, learning how to say no, even if the project's cool, um, which is really sad sometimes, but then I end up having time for my Dan Stevers project <laughs> or, um, just hanging out, uh, with my cat. <laughs> very, very or, important for sure. Yeah. Cats are super important. I encourage everyone <laughs> to get a cat, but yeah, just having time for me is really helpful. Cause I, I, like I said earlier, I'm like a super worry ward. I get really anxious. So it's nice to have some free time. I really don't know how some people, um, just like work all day and then go home and then have a side project and then work on that like all night and continually do that for, you know, like four months straight. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's totally fine. I got no sleep and I haven't been eating for days, but I feel passionate. And then I'm like, ah, (laughs) that sounds crazy. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think having some free time and saying no actually helps inject some passion into my side projects because Mm. if I don't, I think I go a little crazy. So, so then maybe even the not, um, immediate future, like, do you, I don't know, like where, where could you see yourself? Maybe, um, I don't know, like a decade from now, maybe it's may, I, I don't know where I'm going to be a decade from now. So it <laughs> seems like a bit of a hard question. Are you planning, uh, an evil plot to overthrow, uh, the founders of Oddfellows and take over the studio? No, I'm just kidding. That's exactly what it, I was planning. How did you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I really think I want to work up to being, this is probably maybe more short term. I don't know, but I would love to officially be an art director um, somewhere, probably odd fellows, hopefully. (laughs) And, um, Hey bosses, like, you know, I want to be an art director. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I feel like this is an awkward question for you. Like with uh, the whole, the whole team's like listening in like, Oh no. What is Sarah going to say? Um, no, I hope that, I hope they like my answer. I don't know. Um, (laughs) They know I want to be an art director someday. It's totally fine. Nice. Um, But yeah, yeah, I think just kind of working my way up to some like leadership position. And I really like getting involved in the community. Like I would love to do more things like this, like talk on a podcast or, you know, um, encourage students uh, to push themselves forward in the field. Yeah. I I can't say, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a professor. Like I know a lot of uh, people mm. in our industry have been going into that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm great at like teaching people how to do things, to be yeah, honest. I feel like you have to be a per, like the perfect blend of person to like, my wife is a teacher and she just has like an unbelievable amount of patience and love yeah. for her students. And I'm just like, you are way better. Like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. Yeah. And she's like, That's... no, you're right. You couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total skill. Yeah. She, she's got it down. You need patience. And I definitely don't have that. So yeah, I I don't know if I could be a teacher. It, it sounds really cool, like being a professor at SCAD, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think for now, I, I want to try to progress forward, um, maybe get better <laughs> at doing my own side projects on the side. Mm, yeah. Um, what what type yeah. of side projects could you see yourself taking on? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I've kind of moved away from wanting to do, like, live action stuff, which I used to okay. want to do. Um, yeah. So probably just, you know, more animation. I would really like to um, get good at, like, character animation, even though I'm nowhere near that right now. But in 10 years, I could probably be good at character animation. <laughs> just something beautiful and unique. I know everyone wants to do that, but... <laughs> That's uh, what we're I'm, all after. Right. I wish it wasn't so stinking hard. <laughs> I know. Well, I really, one of my favorite things to focus on is like narrative and concept. And I mean, that's, this industry is just like storytellers, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just, I want to create something impactful, whether that be um, something encouraging women, which is like one of my focuses or, yeah. um, or even just, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything um, no, no, no. powerful I mean, right now, but <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, even, even with this show, I mean, you, you reach out to me and you, you connected with like, just as far as like encouraging women in this industry, like you have connected me with, um, some amazing, um, women artists that are going to be coming up. I mean, we've, we've, I think we've got maybe like just, just from connections that you, you made with, um, that you, you connected me with, I think maybe like four or five people that we're about to wow. have on the show. That is, that is great. So I just wanted to thank you and thank you for, um, kind of pushing us towards that. Cause that's something that, um, I want to do a better job at. So thank you for that. 
Totally. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I am a voice of that part of the industry, but I really like, sure. you know, conversing with other women and encouraging other people um, like me to, you know, step up and kind of get more involved in social media. Um, just because I know that social media is like a huge part of our industry. And I think if you have a voice mm -hmm. there, it really helps um, project you forward. Because I mean, that's how I, that's how I knew about animalators. And that's how I knew about you. And kind of reaching out to you helps move that forward, I guess. I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and could, I don't know, could you, I mean, I feel like that, like, crafting a social media presence in general is, I mean, it's a lot of work. Like, I mean, could you maybe speak to that a little bit? Because I think you're, you're incredible at it. Not, not only is your work incredible, but you, you also have managed to um, kind of begin to build yourself a, a platform as well, which is, like, kind of a, a major part almost in, in building a uh, career in this industry. Oh, thank you. Um, I really enjoy it for some reason. I I don't know what it is about it. I think it's just interacting with other people. Um, but I really like having something constant. It's kind of like my journal almost, like especially my Instagram. Um, that's kind of where that uh, journal lies. But I just, um, it's a good practice for me to create sketches every day. And then I just like putting it out in there in the world is something that just comes naturally to me for some reason. Like I feel if I just kept it in a sketchbook, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I guess I just need validation or something. Who knows? Um, <laughs> um, because I have some like coworkers from GS that were like, there were these amazing artists and nobody even knew about them. And they just yeah. like, were like quietly hiding all their stuff in a folder on the desktop. And I was like, what's your deal? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's cool. To each their own, but um, no. But I, I feel like that's true, though. I mean, I feel like for every like one person you know of on on Twitter, there's probably like ten more people out there that are like just as talented. It's just, I don't know. It's just yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why it's difficult. It's, I, and and that's another way. Yeah, and social media is another way I find inspiration too. Is like mm, just yeah. talking to other people, um, hearing their points of view and their interest, and like especially people who post on Twitter all the time, but then maybe they'll like retweet another artist's work that I haven't seen before. And I, I get really excited about them and they start following their work or it's another way to collaborate with people. Like, um, I actually think I met B Grandinetti at, um, Blendfest, but we've been keeping in touch like over social media. And now I really want to do a project with her yeah. and it's just, uh it's a cool way to meet people. <laughs> yeah. And I think we're going to have her on an episode soon too, which oh, would be sweet. great. I, I hope I'm not, I don't know, Alyssa might be like, no, that hasn't been confirmed yet. But anyways, yeah, that would be, that's awesome. And thanks, thanks for connecting us. But, and she's totally. speaking at, is she speaking at uh, Blend this year as well? Yeah, she is. I'm really Very excited cool. to hear her talk. Yeah, um, that's going to be great. Yeah, uh, she's amazing and I look up to her so much. Um, so yeah, I just. I wouldn't have known about her or even Blendfest for that matter if I didn't use social media. Like there's so many people in our industry who I'm like, hey, have you, are you going to Blendfest this year? And they're like, what's that? What's and that? I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's just, it, I think it's fun for me. I guess if I were to say I had a hobby, it would probably be social media and like keeping my website updated. I like being organized. So just having, having everything like up there and in the right order and... <laughs> just manifested online for somewhere for me to access is probably a big part of my motivation for uh, creating a social media presence. But yeah. um, there's, it's cool to meet people. So, well, we, we try to end each show with the same few questions. Um, so we're just going to roll right into them. Uh, the first is who is your dream client? So I guess, I guess this could be for you personally or just for like, you know, odd fellows is like, I, I wish we could work with these people. Um, you know, probably Popeye's because I really want some free fried chicken. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, really, actually I was thinking about this and, um, I think it'd be really cool to do. I mean, the project I'm working out with Dan Stevers is kind of like dream project where he just gives me a prompt and is like, go, go yeah. crazy. Um, but I would really like to do a children's book someday, like illustrate oh, that'd be amazing. a children's book. Yeah. And then like even do some little animation for it. Like there's this book I saw recently, there's a website called No Brow Press um, and they have a lot of really cool illustrated books, not necessarily just children's books, but like just books that have great illustrations in them. Um, 
And there's this book called Land of Nod, and it's illustrated by Robert Hunter. And it's so gorgeous, just the colors and, like, the characters and everything. But then he also... I don't know if... I think someone else animated it, and I feel really bad because I don't remember his name. Um, But there's, like, these little animated snippets kind of as, like, teasers for the release of the book. Oh, yeah, those are amazing. Yeah, something like that would be really cool um, to work on. Have you seen um, Snow Fox? No, Um, I haven't. It is... There's... I, I don't know. It just made me think of this. It's like a... It's an app. It's like a storybook app and you you read along with it and then like it it listens to your voice and then um like it highlights it as you read it but then like as you read things like you know the fox went into the house or something and then that's not something that happens but um <laughs> like it animates and like moves with you as you read it so like your voice oh. is actually propelling the animation and story forward it's it's so cool um austin that's our awesome. relationship director um showed that to me and he's like you gotta check this out it's i think it's it's agency akqa i don't know i'm okay. slacking him right now and he's coming through like a champ but well um, i just changed my mind that's what i want to do for my dream the snow fox yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you've got to do it i feel like it would be amazing and beautiful awesome. so okay sorry yeah i got off on a little tangent there but that'd be super cool storybook yeah that, that Children's be, i'm book. really excited to do that someday <laughs> all right next question favorite animated film um well there's so many cool short form films that i would love to do but um or not do watch again but uh Song of the Sea is definitely, like, my favorite so uh, animated film. It's yeah. so good. And it's cool. I think it was it clicked with me so much because I could see, like, style frames in it. Like, every, like, landscape scene or close-up, I just was like, oh, I could totally see this yeah. in a really, really, really awesome pitch for something. You know what I mean? No, for sure. <laughs> and I think I was like, wow, like, this is something maybe I could achieve someday. So it was really cool to watch... Um, that and then just it's so weird and whimsy and the characters are adorable so that's my fave for sure all right next question what do the people you love think that you do for a living um i think they pretty much know i mean i wish i had a cooler answer for this (laughs) but uh, (laughs) my dad is like really into movies and technology and we've had like um we've had max in our family since like the 80s like when they first started coming out so he like i feel like he knows about all the software and all that so he's pretty savvy and then um my mom i wouldn't say she's very technologically savvy but uh she kind of learned about motion graphics alongside me because i would like call her whenever i found something out about it or i i kind of bombard them with like animation so (laughs) (laughs) nice nice yeah. Um, and your fiance is uh, works with you, so I'm I'm pretty sure he has a, a very good grasp, hopefully, on uh, yeah. what what you're doing all day. He has no idea what I no do all day. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> all right. Last question: What animal did you choose for your animal later, and why? So I decided on a quail. Um, for oh. the first reason was because they're really goofy and they have little hairdos, and they like bounce around when they walk. Um, <laughs> like little hats on their heads. <laughs> and then um, the second reason why I really just wanted to design a bird because I really like the really cliche early bird gets the worm, um, even if the bird is a chubby quail. I just think <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a fun thing to illustrate and then yeah. it kind of worked conceptually. So, that's Are you a morning person? I am. Well, I guess I could say I am, but Tyler would say I'm a night person. So (laughs) (laughs) I I like getting up early. It's just kind of hard for me. So, um, but in my animation work and stuff, I would say, or not animation, like my design stuff, I always try to kind of jump on things when I get the chance and, um, be proactive about everything. So that kind of is where the early bird quote comes from for me. Well, very nice. Thanks so much for for coming on the the show, Sarah. It was great to have you. Thanks for having me here, Zach. Animalators is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and created in collaboration between Identity Visuals and Gradient. To learn more about the work we're doing at Identity Visuals, check out identityvisuals.com or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. You can find out more about Sarah and her work at her website, sarahbethhulver.com. That's Sarah and Beth spelled the usual way and then last name H-U-L-V-E-R. 
Or you can follow her on Instagram at Wonderfall. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-F-A-L-L. And of course, if you want to find out what Oddfellows is up to, you can check out their website and amazing portfolio at oddfellows.tv. That's not oddfellows.com. That is a old folks home, and I swear I end up at that website every week. Just because I love your work that much. The theme music to this show was written and produced by Cody Fry. Check out more of his work at CodyFry.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, or you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, really anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And if you're into this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review or drop us a note. We always love getting your feedback, and when you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps other animators find this podcast too. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to be back in a couple weeks for another episode of Animalators. Curious conversations for the world of animation. Animation.